Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're back in the book of John. We're going to be looking in chapter 9 today. Um, And one of the most famous uh, passages is where Jesus restores a blind man's sight. I love this, and uh, it really drives home the message that Jesus is the light of the world. He had just um, basically uh, helped this woman caught in the act of adultery be forgiven. He showed forgiveness. He showed mercy. And and then all these Jews were, you know, pressing Jesus on who he was. And he reaffirms the fact that he's the light of the world. Um, And then right after that, uh, McGee makes the point that it's amazing that chapter 9 almost follows like as Jesus makes the point about being the light of the world. Here he comes to a blind man, somebody who really needs the light of the world. And it it just shows that he's not only the light of the world, he's the sight of the world. The world is in darkness because of sin. And, you know, the world is helpless, just like being blind. And now that Jesus is in the world, there's light in the world, and we have truth. So, um, for daytime is where Jesus is, you know, present. Nighttime is sort of an analogy to when Jesus is not in the world and we're left in darkness. So, uh, then blindness, you know, references to blindness could be physical blindness or could be spiritual blindness. And so, many of the people that we're going to read about are, are, um, they, they can see physically, but they're spiritually blind because they can look at Jesus' uh, miracle. They can look at Jesus' presence in the world, but not see him for who he really is. So, jumping right in, chapter 9, verse 1, as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? It's like They're missing the point here. I mean, they think that, you know, a lot of the the thinking was is the sin of the parents could be passed down to the person um, afflicted. Um, but, um, you know, it's like they're just assuming that his condition was sin. And, and it's, 
it's um again it it just reflects their their spiritual immaturity here too um they're not asking him out of compassion like it's it's not a it's their position is not compassion on this guy because he's blind or it's not um you know let's think about what we can do uh, to heal him uh, they're not it looks like they're not even thinking that healing him is a uh, is an option but um they're just talking about the sin so jesus answered it was not that this man sinned or his parents but that the works of god might be displayed in him so that is so profound in other words um, Jesus is answering their question about the sin with the authority that he has. And he, in other words, Jesus is, you know, and don't miss it. You know, Jesus is answering from the standpoint of someone who is speaking with authority. He knows about this man's sin. And, um, but he's telling us that this condition is so that the works of God might be displayed in him. I mean, he's Jesus is speaking with real authority here of, of this man's condition. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am the world, I, I am in the world. I am the light of the world. So, again, my, as my study Bible says. This passage kind of references that God, in His mysterious and wise providence, sometimes allows His children to go through hardship and suffering so that they can experience God's mercy and power in delivering them. And we can see that. Um, we can see our faith on display even for others to be encouraged. So God uses these hardships and difficulties sometimes like this. So having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. And then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, go wash in the pool of Shalom, which means sent, or Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Well, wow, what a miracle is that? And Jesus, um, a, a reference to, you know, perhaps God's create. My study Bible says, you know, God, you know, might have used uh, his creativity in creation, like he's recreating the man's eyes, you know, out of the dust of the earth, like he did in Genesis. Or was it something to touch the man? Was it something to allow the man to do? Um, but McGee made a really good point that it shows another illustration of salvation. It's really a simple matter. You just come to Christ. You don't have to see Him. You just have to believe Him. So Jesus tells him something to do. Wash your eyes. So the man believed Jesus, and he did what he was told to do, and he could see. So verse 8, the neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar, <clears throat> he's blind beggar, 
were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? And some said, It is he. And others said, No, but he's like him. In other words, they couldn't make up their mind because this man was fundamentally changed. He's not begging anymore. He kept saying, I'm the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? In other words, they're seeing a miracle and they can't believe it. They can't understand it. They can't get their head around it. And he answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes. And he said to me, Go to uh, Salom and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. And they said to him, Where is he? And he said, I, I do not know. So it's like Jesus kind of uses this mud here to sort of just almost, it almost kind of mocks a little bit the wisdom of these wise people, you know? Like, was it the mud that did it or what, you know? Was it Jesus is a miracle or uh, where is this mud? You know, maybe we should go get some mud. <clears throat> Verse 13, they brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he received his sight. In other words, Jesus is confounding <clears throat> all the religious rulers. They can't get their head around it because they can't believe this miracle. And it just illustrates the fact <clears throat> that they can't believe this miracle. So the Pharisees again asked him how he received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes and I washed it and I see. In other words, it's very simple, guys. He just did this and I see. And then some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. So they don't even, they don't even, they can't even accept something that simple. They have to try to take it back. Well, let's see how that fits in the law. Let's see how this does this. But others said, how can a man who's a sinner do such signs? And then other people are just looking at it with common sense. Like, a sinner can't do this, guys. So they've got a miracle on their hands and they don't know what to do about it. And there was division among them. So they said again to the blind man, what do you say about him since he opened your eyes? In other words, they're now trying to ask a blind man what to do. They're asking a blind man what his opinion is. This guy that they didn't even give the time of day to, they probably walked past him a zillion times in and out of the synagogue. Now Jesus has made this man the preeminent kind of a guy because all these Pharisees are saying, what do you say about him? You know, we They're the ones that can supposedly see, but now they're asking the blind man his opinion because he now sees and they don't, they may not see. They can't see what's in front of them. He said, he's a prophet. So, Again, the blind man, he doesn't know, but at least he's beginning to say, look, this guy is, is, a, is good. He's from God. So he's opening up. As McGee said, he's, his eyes were beginning to open up. Verse 18, the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight, okay? So now we're going to bring in the parents because we can't see for ourselves. 
we can't ask the blind man. We're going to have to bring the parents. The parents, they weren't even there. He said, is this your son who you say was born blind? Then how does he see? Well, I mean, they're asking the parents now how he can see. The parents, what are the parents going to say? His parents answered, we know that this is our son and he was born blind, but how he now sees, we do not know. Nor do we know who opened his eyes. You know, we weren't there. You know, these, these Pharisees are, are now behaving more like blind people too. They're just, they're just bringing in anybody they can. Doing anything they can to look away from the miracle. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. So now the parents we see of this man, who should be overfilled with joy, and maybe they were, I don't know, but they were afraid. They feared these Jews. So we'll have to leave here. This is where we're scheduled to stop. But tomorrow we'll take up what else happened with this blind man and these spiritually blind Pharisees, witnesses, neighbors, and to some some degree, his own parents. Let's see what happens next time. So we're going to stop here. We'll... Uh, I don't believe uh, Matali will be podcasting uh, this week. So we'll stop here. We'll take up again tomorrow. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you here next time.